welcome to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. The following homilies were recorded live in front of our student body at Holy Trinity Episcopal Academy located in Melbourne, Florida. Our chapels exist to proclaim the amazing grace of God in Jesus Christ, and it's our hope that these homilies will provide you with a measure of encouragement and comfort. Thanks for listening. A reading from Genesis chapter 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, and so a servant in my household will be my heir. And then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. And he also said to them, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? And so the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him. He cut them in two and arranged the halves opposite of each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. And as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. And then the Lord said to him, know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. And when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, to your descendants, I give this land from the Wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the uh, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cabanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, Uh, that was a fun one at the end to read. Uh, Those are all... If, uh, well, you know, so just to, this is a good transition, uh, me and my wife uh, are expecting our third child, and I wanted to go ahead and announce, it's a girl, I know. So I'm going to go home, and I'm going to run, uh, I'm going to run by her names like Perizzite, Raphaite, Gergeshite, I think that might be, Gergeshite might be the one, that's what I'm going to call her. Um, so we're... We're excited. Silas is not excited. If you can see him, uh, he is terrified. So, um, okay. Well, uh, yeah, we're really excited. So, anyways, um, I'm excited. Can I say that again? Uh, so, all right. So, what's happening in uh, this passage? So, Monday we introduced ourselves to Abraham, and what we said was uh, is that this is when the, the the story of the Bible really starts to pick up. 
And this is, um, this chapter, Genesis 15, is probably one of, and I probably say this every chapel, and that's because this is what I do for a living, but um, this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Uh, and this is a weird chapter in the Bible. So what happens is, um, uh, in chapter 12, God comes to Abraham and says, go, leave your home, I will, I will be with you, I'm going to bless you. And then, uh, then in chapter 15, a couple chapters later, he comes to him again, and he basically gives him uh, a promise. And he says, Abram, I am your shield. I'm your great reward. I will, um, I, he, and, and Abraham responds, well, God, um, you, you said that you would bless me. And you said that through me, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And yet I remain without an heir. I don't have anyone uh, to carry on my family line. Now to us, None of us are in here really feeling like a lot of pressure to carry on our family line, I don't think. I mean, maybe some of us, I don't want to, you know, but not many of us are like feeling like, if I don't get an heir soon, um, this is going to go very badly. Uh, um, and anyways, we could, um, that's good. None of you need to be thinking about that. So, um, but... Uh, there is something to this. There is, uh, because you and I, we do go through life um, looking for something to find our identity in. We go through life looking for something to prove um, that we matter. And uh, the, the place in which you and I need to get to, uh, which some of you are there, or some of you are starting to get there, and then some of you will get there in college, and some of you will get there after college, and some of you will get there when you're in your 50s or your 60s, um, is, is, is when you start to realize that all of the things that you look for in this life to give you meaning and value and purpose um, and identity, uh, they are hollow and they don't actually provide you anything. And we look for the stupidest things. We look for, um, we, we, we act as if where we live actually matters for, for any type of like social standing or, oh, you live there or I, oh, I live here. Uh, and and, and that, it, that becomes very important to us um, when in reality, Nothing could matter less, right? I mean, like, and I'm, I'm thinking in terms of, just so you, so you know where I'm coming from, um, I, I mentioned this Monday, but I just did my first funeral um, last week, and, and that was it, was, it was impacting for me. It was a friend of mine's dad who, who had passed away, and, um, and it, I've just been, I, have, I guess what I'm trying to say is I haven't stopped thinking about it because um, in that moment, um, and, and I went and prayed with him before he, he died, and, and in that moment, where he lived, where he came from, did not matter. It was utterly meaningless. It was utterly meaningless what kind of car he drove. And yet you, you, and, I, um, you and I live our lives, some of us live our lives obsessed with what kind of car we drive, right? Uh, that, like, some of us obsess about what kind of sneakers we have. You know, I don't, uh, just trying to think of anything possible. Or like, um, you know, some of us would be, Utterly uh, terrified to be somebody who sends a text and it shows up green to somebody. And you're like, what, what kind of social outcast am I that I send a green text? Uh, things that, that um, utterly don't matter. And yet we make them these, these like things that all of a sudden, this is where all of my worth. And if I don't live in the right place, or if I don't, I cannot, mom, I cannot drive that car to school. I would rather park it at Wawa and I will walk over um, before I show up on campus in that car. You know, we, 
We act as if these things really matter. And some of us are right in the thick of that, and I get it, and I'm not going to convince you in this chapel that all of that is utterly meaningless and empty and will get you nowhere in life. You will find that out on your own. Some of us are starting to see the, the cracks in that. Some of us are starting to see, well, if all of my identity is in um, my, um, uh, my, my financial status or the fam my family's financial status, well, when my parent loses their job or when something happens in which we didn't foresee, suddenly I realize that's not going to give me anything. You know, if, if all of my status is in my ability as an athlete, well, then when I'm injured, suddenly that identity rings hollow. And what you and I realize over time is all of these things that we put our trust in, all of these things that we put our identity in, that we say, I am Jared because I am this, what, we, what, what life tends to do, and you can ask a teacher about this, you can ask me about that, anybody, life tends to break those things down over time. That life tends to throw things at you that make you realize, well, um, as good of, even if you were the greatest athlete of all time, um, you, 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 when you're 40, unless you're Drew Brees, and he just got injured, so there you go, um, you're done, right? And you have to spend the rest of your life trying to figure out, well, what am I beyond this? Um, and so... In that sense, hopefully we can connect a little bit with where Abraham's at because in that culture, all of your identity and all of your worth and your value was in your ability to produce a line that would continue on beyond you. And so therefore, if you didn't have that, if you were childless, uh, you were actually considered cursed. That you were actually considered God must hate you. God must not be for you like he's for the people who have it all together. Who have the nice car, who have the nice line, that you know, they have a bunch of sons that will carry on the family name. And God must, oh, God must really love them. Uh, and if you have, you know, heaven forbid you have a daughter, then it's like, well, God must hate you. And that's how that culture was back then. Uh, and what, Ab what God has told Abraham is, um, he's, he's saying, I am your shield. I am your great reward. I am your identity, and I will give you these things, that, 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 that I will bless you. I will come to you, and I will not forget you. And so for one, what Abraham, the place that Abraham's at is he has realized um, that he, uh, he, is, he doesn't have anything um, worth of, uh, that, that is lasting, uh, that he is kind of um, a beggar, right? He, 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 needs, he is in need of something. Um, and what God does is he comes and one, he gives him a promise. And he gives him a promise that basically says, I am your God and you belong to me. And through you, I will uh, bring about a, a line that will continue on and will eventually save the whole world. And it says that Abraham trusts that promise and it is credited to him. It says it's reckoned to him as righteousness. And so when he trusts that promise, then in God's eyes, he instantly becomes righteous. All right. And so, so that's kind of what, what's happening. And then what's this whole thing with the smoking pot? Um, which is a funny... Uh, anyways, um, uh, so, so what happens is that God decides... Um, Abraham, again, he goes, Okay, God, I hear you. I trust that promise. But how am I really supposed to know? How am I supposed to know that you're going to stay true to what you've said? And so what God does is he says, Okay, get a bunch of animals and cut them in half and lay them out, which is 
Again, we're in trippy, you know, okay, what? Um, but this is actually a very common thing, that back in those days when two people would make what's called a covenant, which is like an oath, but it's a very, very serious oath, what they would do to make this covenant is that these two people would come together and they would get some animals and they would kill them, they would cut them in half, and they would, they would kind of make a, make a line of them, right? And then what the people, the two parties would do is that they would, starting on either ends, they would walk through them in the middle... And they would meet in the middle, kind of shake hands, kind of make the agreement. And, the, and so they're walking through barefoot through all this blood and these guts and entrails. And the seventh grade boys are like, this is amazing. Um, and, uh, and what was happening? Well, what they were doing was they were signifying, and this was a symbolic action to say, if I go back on the promise I am making right now, may this happen to me, right? What they're saying is, I mean, it is like the ultimate... Uh, like the stick and needle in your, uh, you know, remember, you guys, that might be when I was a kid, but, um, which is, I would rather be split in half and everything than a needle go in your eye. That sounds disgusting. So, um, what was I saying? So they would meet in the middle and they would basically be saying, may this happen to me if I go back on the promise that I'm making today. May this, may I, um, may I be killed, may this, may this blood be on me if I go back on the promise that I'm making to you. And the fascinating thing about this covenant and the fascinating thing about God is that what he does is he lays them out and he doesn't, and he doesn't wait for Abraham to walk through. Abraham falls asleep and it says that God, as symbolized in this smoking fire pot and this flaming torch that moves through the animals... And what he's saying, what God is saying is, I am going to keep this covenant. And he doesn't make Abraham walk through. And what he's saying is, regardless, I will keep, not only will I keep this covenant, but if this covenant between you and me is broken, and if you fall away from me, and if you disobey me, and if you rebel against me, I will take the penalty. What God is saying is, may this happen to me if either of us breaks our promise. And this is ultimately seen in Christ because what Christ comes to do is to pay the penalty for the fact that you and I have sinned and, and, and broken this promise. And so what God is saying is, I will take the suffering, I will take the pain if this promise is broken and I will keep my end of the bargain. And so for you, Wherever you feel like in your life you're not measuring up, whatever you feel like in your life, your identity, you can't keep up with where you feel like you ought to be. Whatever in your life you feel like you, um, you have fallen short in, the promise of God to you is that he has done everything that is required for you. And he offers you that as a gift, as simply a promise that I know you, I choose you today, right here in this room, I choose you and I love you. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks for listening to the Holy Trinity Upper School Podcast. Holy Trinity is a K-12 Episcopal school located in Melbourne, Florida. If you'd like more information about Holy Trinity, please visit us at our website at htacademy.org. Thanks for listening.